Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. I believe you are ready and you are open to His Word and the power of the Holy Spirit who will teach you. Let us pray. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, that you give us the Bible to read and your word is true and amen. And we believe, Father, that we can experience what you say in your Bible, Lord, in your word. We ask you, Lord, that you will show us the truth and the truth shall set us free. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I would like to continue to talk about God's protection and safety in the presence of God. In Psalm chapter 4, verse 8, I will read one more time. I will both lie down in peace and sleep. For you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. Another version say, when I lie down, I go to sleep in peace. You alone, O Lord, keep me perfectly safe. This is from today's English version. Yesterday I talked to Pastor Da and we both agreed that sometimes a scripture or a passage of scripture will not become real to us until we read it about 100 times. We read the first time, oh, I know about it. But eventually the truth really opens our eyes and have the revelation to really see the reality and the practicality of that word. I would like to teach another way how God protects us. We have learned that He has the canopy or the protective power over our life, like the mother's hand putting the wings on the chicks. Not only that, He charges His angels to protect us. When we understand how God protects us, we know how to cooperate with him in his protection and know more of what he is expecting of us. It's so important to cooperate with God in anything he wants to do with our life. And divine protection is one thing that we need to cooperate with him. In Proverbs chapter 27, verse 12, New King James Version, a prudent man foresees evil and hides himself. The simple pass on and are punished. In another version say, a prudent person foresees danger and takes precautions. The simpleton goes blindly on and suffers the consequences in New Living Translation. What is one of the Holy Spirit ministry for His people? What is that that we can receive from the Holy Spirit? And one of the work of the Holy Spirit is that He shall reveal what is coming to our life. He can show us things that are coming up upon our life. The devil plans his trap to destroy us. He has done everything the best he could to destroy our life, he is the destroyer, the killer, the murderer. He wants to steal, to kill, and to destroy. And one of the ways that God protects us is to put the canopy over us so that the devil cannot attack us. When we see his towers or his fortress, we run into his tower and lock the door, close the window, so that the devil cannot touch us. But in Proverbs chapter 27, verse 12, the Bible says that the prudent see danger and take refuge, but the simple keep going and suffer for it. So you can see here that two persons here in this scripture. One is a wise man, who foresees 
the danger, and he avoids the danger, and he was saved. But another man, he was a foolish man. He was a simple man who did not heed the voice of the Holy Spirit. He ignores or overrides the warning of the Holy Spirit. The English version says this way: Sensible people will see trouble and coming and avoid it, but the unthinking person will walk right into it and regret it later. How does protect us? According to Proverbs chapter twenty-seven, verse twelve, He protects us by giving us warnings by the Holy Spirit, or the Holy Spirit. Can work with another person to warn us by telling us what is coming. Not only that, he sent his angels to protect us and to take care of us, but he also warned us through the witness of the Holy Spirit on the inside of us. I believe that divine warnings are another big way. That God used to protect us. We can see the things that is coming against us in the future, because foresight, we foresees the danger by the warning of God. And Christians should pay attention to the warnings of the Lord. We should not ignore them. We should not override them. We should really pay attention to what God say. If we don't pay attention to what the Spirit say in our spirit, it may cost our life, and we may get into a big trouble. How many times you have heard people say this way? I knew that I should not have gone there. I knew that I should not have invested in that investment. But I was in a hurry, and I feel bad for another person, so I want to please him. Have you ever heard that? When somebody say, "I knew that I should not have," it means that inside his spirit, he already knew that some bad things gonna happen. If it's just a surprise, the person will not say that I knew. He will say, "Wow, I don't know about this." I'm totally shocked that these bad things happened to me. But when a believer say, "I knew I should not have done that," it means that he know already that bad things is happening to him. God tries to warn you and me, and you pick up something in your spirit by the witness of the Holy Spirit. And I tell you the truth, all of us have made this mistake. We have heard the warnings, and we ignore, and we get into trouble, and we get into trouble again and again and again. I wonder how many times we should get ourselves into trouble like that again and again. I hope we don't need to do that again and again. My brother and sister. All of us have made these mistakes. We should learn how to pay attention to the warnings of the Spirit. And sometimes, the problem that come to us can be so bad that we may lose all of our money, lose our life, and we may even die if we don't listen to the warnings of the Lord. A minister planned. Many months ahead of time to go to a vacation on the beach, and all of a sudden he say to his wife, "No, I'm not going. We are not going." His wife was so upset, and asked him why, and he say, "I don't know why. I have a sense in my spirit I should not go." You know what happened? The whole family was saved. Why the tsunami wave hit that beach on that day? And they were saved because the husband, who is a spirit-filled minister, listened to the warning that come from the Holy Spirit. We thank God for the Holy Spirit. We thank God that 
the Holy Spirit can warn us and give us the foresight, and we can see what's going to happen in the future. We should not override His warning, because otherwise we're going to be in big trouble. Some people think this way: "Wow, that minister, that servant of God, he went to that." City. He went to that town to preach the gospel, but he gave his life for the gospel. He died at 44 years old because he went there to preach the gospel. Wow! I think God has a plan for him to die at young age. God's way is very mysterious to me. I don't believe that is the will of God for a minister to die at 44 years old. I believe that even though he's a good man, he loved God, but he did not listen to the warnings of the Lord, and he died too young. Many good ministers gave their life too early or prematurely, and they died at young age because they did not pay attention to the guidance of the Holy Spirit or to the warning of the Holy Spirit. I learned one thing about God. God is good. God loves us so much, and God is faithful. We can trust God in His love and His protection. When things are messed up, or when something go wrong, we should not ask this question. We should not blame God and say this way. Why do bad things happen to these good people? God doesn't care about him. Maybe God wants him to get into trouble. Those are wrong questions. We should not ask that question. Why did God allow bad things to happen to good people? The right question should be this way: Why didn't they listen to him? Why didn't they? Pay attention to his warnings. I share so many times about God's warning in my life. Long time ago, maybe 15 years ago, I received a phone call from emergency room that a patient became paralyzed in the emergency room, and they called neurosurgeon like me, who was on call to go and take care of that patient. And the Lord warned me, "Don't go. Ask the emergency room to send." That patient to the university hospital. God warned me. I declined the care, even though I may receive some paycheck or income. A year later, that patient make a lawsuit against everybody in that hospital, and I was saved from the lawsuit because I did not get involved in that treatment. Another time, I was driving on the street. And the Lord spoke to me suddenly. Get out of this road. I received the warning and I obey right away. I got my car off, even though I did not understand why. And suddenly, another car passed. One car on that road, on my way. If I did not listen to the warning, I would have been killed in a head-on collision. Second King chapter six verses eight to ten. When the king of Syria Was warring against Israel after counseling with his servants. He said, "In such and such a place shall be my camp." The king of Syria want to put his soldier in that area. Then the man of God sent to the king of Israel, saying, "Beware now the warning. Beware that you pass not such a place, for the Syrians are coming down there." Then the king of Israel sent to the place of which Elisha. Told and warned him, and thus he protected and saved himself. I like that word, save himself. You can save yourself there repeatedly. The king of Israel was warned and saved himself. Who saved him? The Bible says he saved himself because he listened to the warnings of the Lord. Did God give him the warnings through the prophet? Yes. What if he would not listen to the Lord? If he would not listen 
to God's warning? Was God responsible for his perishing or death? No. If he would ignore the warnings, he would not have been protected. Can we expect God to protect us if we ignore His warnings all the time, and we think that we are more smarter than God? It is not reasonable for God to protect us if we will not listen to His warnings. Heeding the warnings of God make the king save himself repeatedly, not only one day, not only two days. Again and again and again, a wise man, a woman like you, and me too, heeds the warnings and foresees the danger, and we will save ourselves. But a foolish person just goes right on through the danger and gets hurt. I believe that the members of New Hope International Church and all those who listen to this teaching right now are not foolish people. We are wise people in God's church. Ezekiel chapter three, seventeen to nineteen. Son of man, I have made you a watchman to the house of Israel. Therefore, hear the word at my mouth and give them warning from me. If I say to the wicked, "You shall surely die," and you do not give him warning or speak. To warn the wicked to turn from his wicked way, to save his life, the same wicked man shall die in his iniquity, but his blood will be will I require at your hand. So, if a pastor like me did not teach the word of God faithfully and write on the Bible, I did not give the warning to my member, and the member got into trouble. God gonna punish me too, because I am not faithful in teaching. The Bible. I dilute the Bible, and you get into trouble. I believe that you know that I loved you. That's why I never compromise the teaching. Yet, if you warn the wicked, and he turned not from his wickedness or from his wicked way, he shall die in his iniquity. But you have delivered yourself. Why did a wicked man die? According to the book of Ezekiel, chapter three, here, because he ignored the warning, he did not pay attention to the warning, which was the protection that God gave him. The Lord's warning was one of the way of divine protection. A good person is being told, "The bridge was broken. Don't keep going down that." Bridge and that road stop right now. That warning is the protection. Some people think that God protects them only when He is picking up the car by the angel and floating it across the ocean. So much of the time, the Lord is saying, "Stop the car," like He did to me a few years ago. Stop the car. Don't invest in there. Don't be a boyfriend. Or girlfriend with that person, you're gonna be in trouble. Don't invest in that place. When you say God is my God, He is my protector, you should respond to His words of warning. He responds to your faith and your confession of who He is by telling you to stop the car. <laughs> He responds to your faith in His protection by telling you something or warning you something. He said, "Don't do that today. Don't be a part of that group. Stop going there. Don't listen to that teaching because it's false teaching. If you listen to him, you will be protected. If you don't listen to him, your unresponsiveness will cost you something, and it may even cost you your life. By faith, we should respond to his warning." In Matthew chapter two, Jesus had been born by Mary. Joseph, the father, was there in the house. The wise men came and gave the Lord Jesus the gifts. Look at Matthew two twelve to fourteen. Then, being divinely warned in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed for their own country another way. 
Now when they had departed, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, "Arise, take the young child, mean Jesus, and his mother, flee to Egypt, and stay there until I bring you word." For Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. When he arose, he took the young child and his mother by night and departed for Egypt. Did the Lord give them the warnings or the foresight? God protected the Lord Jesus, our Master. How was the Heavenly Father protecting the Lord Jesus, the Son of God, by giving Joseph and Also, the wise men, warnings. He gave warnings to his earthly parents. Why would we expect something more spectacular for us? The father was protecting Jesus' life by a warning. Matthew two nineteen to twenty two. But when Herod was dead, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt, saying. Arise, take the young child and his mother, and go to the land of Israel, for those who sought the young child's life are dead. Then he arose, took the young child, mean Jesus, and his mother, and came to the land of Israel. Listen carefully, verse twenty-two. But when he heard that Achilles was reigning over Judea instead of his father Herod, he was afraid to go there. And being warned again, <laughs> again and again and again, being warned by God in the dream, not to go to Jerusalem, he turned aside into the region of Galilee. The Lord's warning was not a one-time occurrence; it happened repeatedly. The Father protected the Lord Jesus by giving the repeated warnings to the parents. Warnings are how God protected Jesus Christ. Warnings can come in a dream, or in a perception, or a sense in our spirit, or the angel can appear to you and me and give words of warning. He can come into the dream and give us warning. The Lord may give you a sense that makes you know that something is wrong. This happened to me all the time in my. Surgical practice. When I perform surgery, the Lord would tell me something in my spirit. Don't do that, because you're going to be in trouble. The Lord warns me in my investment, warns me in the ministry, in my traveling all the time. You should pay attention to that sense. You should pray and seek God, listen to God all the time. Please go back to listen to the teaching called Spirit Let. Living, so that you learn how to listen to the Holy Spirit. If you don't know what to pray for, you can pray in tongues. Praying in the Holy Spirit or praying in tongue is for every believer. You can pray in the Spirit, and the Lord will give you an answer or a warning. And you should take His warning seriously. God wants to protect His children, but some believers don't listen to His warnings. And they get into trouble and die. Some Christians die young, prematurely, because they did not listen to the warnings of the Lord. You can either respond to His warning or ignore it. People are trained to use their intellect. They say, "We don't believe in this nonsense stuff. We don't believe in God's supernatural warnings." This is why people get hurt all the time or die prematurely. It does not take a long time or much effort to check the warning on the inside. It can come suddenly. Very simple. It's supernatural, but it's natural. In the sense, you sense inside you the warning of the Lord. The question should not be, why did not God protect that brother? The question should be, why didn't he, that brother, listen to the Lord? Why didn't he heed the warnings of the Lord? I am totally convinced that God loves all of His people. 
you and me. He loves us so much. He wants us to finish our race and run our whole race and finish our course with joy. I expect, I have expectation to live a long life, to get very old before I leave this world, because I listen to the warning of the Lord. I believe that every time His children face a danger, God will warn them ahead of time. He knows the trap of the enemy. Every time He will warn you. Let me repeat one more time. Every time He will warn you if He knows the upcoming danger. The problem is that some Christians are so spiritually dull, or they are not taught to pay attention to God's warning, or they ignore it, or they override it, and they get into trouble. Can we reasonably expect God's protection, and at the same time we ignore His warning? No way. We cannot expect His protection if we always ignore His warning. His warnings were the way He protected. The Lord Jesus Christ and his parents heeded the warnings. Herod killed all the infants throughout the whole country in that generation, in order to get rid of the Son of the Living God. He tried to fight Jesus. He tried to get to Jesus. He did not realize that the Lord Jesus moved to another country already by the warning of the Lord. Let's look at another example of the divine. Warnings in Acts chapter twenty-seven, nine to ten. Now, when much time had been spent and sailing was now dangerous, because the fast was already over, the uh, the feast of the fast was over. Gonna get into winter season. In other words, Paul advised them. Listen carefully, saying, "Men, I perceive. Everyone say perceive. I sense." I receive something in my spirit that this voyage will end with disaster and much loss, not only of the cargo and ship, but also our lives. Paul perceived the warning of the Lord that this trip gonna be chaotic and deadly. In Acts chapter twenty-seven, here. Paul was a prisoner. He was traveling during the time of the year when the weather was getting bad. Paul advised them. He did not say, "Sir, I had a dream." Sir, God spoke to me in a vision. The angel appeared to me. I heard an audible voice. No, no, no. He said, "I perceive. I sense something. I know. I know something by the spirit." What did Paul say? Is I perceive. What does perceive mean? The warnings of the Lord can come to you so naturally that you cannot even know that it's supernatural. You even ignore the warnings or override them because it's so natural. You sense in your spirit something wrong gonna happen there. Many Christians are looking for something that is spectacular. Something fly in the air, or the angel appear, but many times God used perception. It is not hearing voices; it's not having a vision or a dream. It is a sense, a knowing inside your spirit. It may not have any word at all. It just sense, no even sentence. You sense something is wrong. And it's gonna happen. You need to avoid this. Paul spoke up. He was the man who knew God. He was the man filled with the Holy Spirit. He was in chains and shackles. My dear brother, sister, please receive counsel from spiritually filled and spiritually walking with God, man. You should not make your own decision. You should have a lot of good godly counsel. He was in chains and shackles. Paul was bold enough to speak up. He said, "Gentlemen, I perceive that if we take this trip, there is going to be destruction, not only to the ship, but the cargo, but also to our life. We will be in danger. That is the warning. 
it was time for all of them to go back home and postpone their trip. They should have planned the trip to happen another month or next year, no matter how much their flesh wanted to go, and what schedules they have, or what kinds of appointments and plans they had made. Many people are not with us today because they wanted to follow their own plans. They did not listen to the Lord. They already gone from the world. They died. They thought, "I have to keep on going. I have to keep my plan." Why did they have to keep going? Keep their plan. God warned them: Stop going. Quit. Pull over. Don't go there. Don't marry that person. Don't invest there. Don't buy that property. You're going to be in trouble. They thought that they were so smart, and they were so amazing. After they make the own decision and ignoring the divine warnings, their family and their friend had a funeral ceremony for them. You don't know what was in their heart, because they never told anybody. They thought that they are so smart. My brother and sister, no one is smarter than God. You don't know the future. You don't know the trap of the enemy. You are human being. God is faithful. He is always warning His children. The problem is that many children of God do not heed His warning. They do not pay attention to their perception. They think that the perception was superstition, and it was weird. They say, Pastor Lau, I am not a psychic. They think that only unbelievers. Can pick up supernatural perception. My brother and sister, as believers, we should be perceiving the warning in our spirit, given to us either by the Spirit of God directly or by our Christian brother and sister who are sensitive to the Holy Spirit. We don't have to be able to quote half of the Bible to receive the warning. We don't have to have walked with God for fifty years. A person who was born again yesterday can perceive God's warning now. You can be a brand new believer, but God loved you so much, He can give you the warning. That's what happened to me when I was a new, brand new believer in Thailand. God gave me a lot of warnings. God can warn you, and He can give you a sense or a perception in your spirit. Therefore, it's so important. That we need to feed our spirit with the word of God, we need to be filled with the fire of God, so that our spirit will become strong, and we can be sensitive and quick to receive perception, and the perception will become stronger in our life because our spirit is so strong. We should pray in tongue a lot, so that our spirit will be edified and strong. Perception will be more definite to us. Than those who live a carnal life and don't feed their spirit at all. They just live day by day. They never listen to good teaching. They never been filled with the Holy Spirit. When the time of laying on of hand, light up people, lay hand, receive the fire. They just walk out to the door and don't care. Their spirit is not strong enough to receive the warning from the Holy Spirit, and they got into big trouble. They lost money. They lost their life. How many of you want perception to be so strong in you that it can easily get your attention? I want to. I want the perception of warning so strong in me. Right away, I know right away. You don't need to hear a voice. You don't need to have a dream. You don't need to see an angel or see a vision. Paul said, "I perceive." Let us say, "I." Perceive. God gives you a sense about a situation. If everything is okay, you don't even have to think about it. You can keep going. You go on and do it. Nothing will cross your mind. If your spirit is so strong, you can receive the sense in your spirit right away. And if a sense keeps crossing your mind, Or you perceive that something is not right here, or something is bothering you about it, you should not override it. 
you should stop and listen to God. Paul said, "I perceive that this trip will be attended with disaster and much heavy loss, not only of the cargo and the ship, but of our life." Look at verse 11. However, the centurion paid greater attention to the pilot, to the captain of the big ship there, and to the owner of the ship than to what Paul said. Wow. We learn something from this verse 11. The centurion was more persuaded by the owner of the ship because Paul was not the ship owner and he was not the ship captain. He was the preacher. He knew the Bible. He did not know about running the ship. The ship captain and his owner had sailed for many years. The owner of the ship sailed for many years. They have so much experience. They were experts. If you are led by experts, you are not led by the Holy Spirit. I'm not looking down on experts. I'm expert too in the area of neurosurgery. But I still need to listen to the Holy Spirit too. So many times, one time I performed surgery on a lady, 37 years old, firefighter woman. She had some leg pain and the MRI showed just a little bit of bulging disc. And while I was performing surgery, the Lord warned me, Hey, not done yet. There's something wrong more than this. I look at the MRI on the x-ray box and I say, That's it. I finished my work. And the Lord warned me, If you don't do what I say, you're going to be in lawsuit. So I heeded the warning of the Lord and I did what He told me. Oh, I found another big disc that did not show in the MRI, but it happened on that weekend before surgery. I took it out. I saved that woman and she was fine. I did not have to go through the lawsuit. I have to, or I don't have to open her back again that evening. Big trouble. Even an expert like me can be wrong because I don't know everything. Don't try to act like you are an expert about everything because you are not an expert of everything. You have the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. You can check with Him. He is the expert of everything and about everything. The expert that you should talk to is the Holy Spirit. I don't care what experts say. You need to listen to the Holy Spirit and pay attention to what He tells you. We can be ignorant about a particular area and we deal with people who know so much about it. They call themselves experts. And we can be led by them and we can get into trouble. We have the Holy Spirit within us and the Holy Spirit knows everything about everything. We don't know what the experts know, but we can get the witness of the Spirit who tells us whether what they say is right or wrong. We can check with the Holy Spirit on the inside of us. We trust the Holy Spirit more than any expert, more than any professional. We don't care how long they have been doing, what they're doing, how much they know about what they are doing. The Holy Spirit really does know it all. He is in us 24-7 all the time. He does not only know it all, more than that, better than the expert, He also knows what is coming in the future. He knows that coronavirus is going to come in January this year. He knows about everything. He knows what comes down the road. He knows the plan of the devil. He knows the trap of the enemy who is trying to kill you and destroy you. The Holy Spirit knows the devil's plan. We just need to heed the warnings. We must pay attention to his warnings. And we will be spared again and again and again. We keep on going until we turn to 100 years old, 120 years old. We keep the devils busy, but he misses us every time. He keeps waiting to kill us, but he misses decade after decade because the Holy Spirit protects us by giving us warnings. The centurion and other people on the ship 
did not listen to the warning because Paul was a preacher. He was not an expert in sailing. Acts chapter 27 verse 12. And as the harbor was not well situated and so unsuitable to winter in, to get the boat in there, the majority favored the plan of putting to sea again from there, hoping somehow to reach Finis, a harbor of Crete, facing southwest and northwest and winter there. The harbor that they were at that time was not a nice resort. They did not want to stay there all winter. That is how our flesh is. We don't know everything. Our flesh will tell us to stay here. It's fun. It's nice. Our flesh will say, I don't want to stay here. I'm ready to leave. I'm in a hurry. I have something to do. I want to get out of here. Oh, but in a few days, this People on the boat were wishing that they would have stayed in that harbor. But they did not listen to the warning that came through Paul. Verse 13, So when the south wind blew softly, supposing they were gaining their object, they weighed anchor, they pulled the anchor up, and sailed along Crete, hugging the coast. They noticed that the wind blew softly, They thought, wow, you can see what I have told you. I will get a tan out here in this harbor area. We're going to have fun here. The weather is very nice here. Look at verses 14 to 19. But soon after a violent wind of the character of a typhoon called a northeaster came bursting down from the island. And when the ship was caught and was unable to hit against the wind, the wind blew against the boat, the ship. We gave up and letting her drift were borne along. And we ran under the shelter of a small island called Korda, where we managed with much difficulty to draw the small boat on the deck and secure it. After hoisting it on board, they used support with ropes to undergird and brace the ship, then afraid that they would be driven into Sirtis, quicksands of the north coast of Africa. They lowered the gear, sails and rope, so were driven along. And as we were being dangerously tossed about by the violence of the storm, The next day, they began to throw the freight overboard. And the third day, they threw out with their own hands the chip's equipment, the tackle, and the furniture. When they had to throw away the chip's equipment that they should have in order to run the chip, it meant that they were in a very bad shape. They wished that they weren't At the original harbor, they should have listened to Paul. Verse 20, And when neither sun nor stars were visible for many days, and no small tempers kept raging about us, all hope of our being saved was finally abandoned. They lost hope by that time. They thought, we are going to die. We cannot see sunshine. We cannot see anything. The storm was so bad for many days. They were in bad shape. Verses 21 to 22. Then as they had eaten nothing for a long time, Paul came forward into their midst and said, Men, you should have listened to me. (laughs) The preacher said that to the sailor. And should not have put to sea from Crete and brought on this disaster and harm and misery and loss. But, listen carefully, I like this. But, now I beg you to be in good spirits and take heart. For there will be no loss of life among you. Not even one person going to die. Wow, what a miracle. And only of 
the but only of the chip, so the chip will be broken, but all the life will be saved. My brother and sister, this is the grace of God. Our God is a God of salvation, the God of grace and mercy. Even though you miss God, you can still receive His mercy, especially if the wrong decision was not your choice. Paul could not control the situation. There are situations in your life where you have to go through or go along. And you face trouble there because those who are in authority or those who are in charge would not listen to God's warning. But in those situations, God is still merciful and gracious to you because you love God and you pray to God. God can still save you despite other people' mistake. But you have to really listen to God yourself and pray. If you pray and seek Him like Paul. He, mean God, will deliver you. Why other people are, were hanging on the boat, crying and throwing up? What did Paul do? Paul did not complain. Paul did not cry. Paul was praying, Lord, you know that I could not control these people. You know that I have a job to do. My race is not over. You. Prophesize on me on the road to Damascus that I need to preach the gospel to the governor to Caesar. You told me that I'm not just asking for my life, but I asking for the life of all these people on the ship. Wow, Paul, it was so nice. He should be mad at all these people that you brought me this trouble. But Paul still pray for these people, the ignorant people. After many days, an angel of God spoke to Paul. Look at verses 23 to 24. For this night, there stood by my side an angel of God, to whom I belong and whom I serve and worship. And he said, "Do not be frightened, Paul. It is necessary for you to stand before Caesar. In other words, God can keep you running your race and finish your course." You will not die prematurely, because you worship God and you believe in God, and you obey God. And behold, God has given you all those who are sailing with you. In other words, the angel said, "God can save everybody on the boat." Later on, the ship was broken up. Everyone made it to an island and was saved. Glory to God! It would have. Been so much easier, and they would not have gone through all this trouble if they would have listened to the warnings of the Lord that came through Paul. When Paul said, "Sir, I perceive that this trip gonna be in trouble," they should have said, "Really? Let us stay here in this winter, even though this harbor is not nice." Not as nice as uh, Waikiki Beach, not as nice. But even though it's not a nice place to stay, it's safer to be here, and we will not have to die in the storm. What if they would have respected the warning? They would not have to go through that loss. Some folks would have stayed there, and maybe gripe a little bit that why we have to stay in this harbor that is not nice at all. Wow, we have to be here. We should have gone out. They may complain, but terrible thing happened later on, and they would have thanked God for the protection through the warning. My dear brothers and sister, many times we cannot get everything that we want in our flesh. We may say that we want to be there, our flesh want to be there, but God say no, don't go there. Our flesh have to die, and obey God. But we are safe, and we don't have to die too soon, because we listen to the warning of the Lord. My brother and sister, God has protective power. He can put a canopy or a covering over us. He assigned angel to us. 
And many people want to have more spectacular experiences of God's protection. But don't forget about these simple warnings. I believe God's warning is one of the, of the main ways of God's protection that happens day in and day out. He can protect us by His warning. Let us say out loud together: "I am led by the Holy Spirit, and I need the direction of the Spirit by the grace of God. I pay attention." To His guidance, I will not ignore or override His warning. My brother and sister, all of us need to learn how to be led by the Holy Spirit. We need to grow in this area. Definitely, we all make some mistake. We override some of the warnings, but from today on, let us start again. Let us. Develop our spirit to be stronger, and let us follow the leading and the guidance of the Holy Spirit every single minute. And if we have to delay our appointment because God said delay for five minutes, we obey Him anyway. It's better to check with the Lord and listen to Him than to rush and to go out to do wrong thing because we are in a hurry. We can push so hard and. Get on with our own plan, but we can be in trouble. I would rather be late and miss a meeting than to die in an accident. Again and again, you think that you need to be somewhere at this time, but in fact, you don't need to be there. You may think that people will miss me. I tell you the truth: the people will not miss you. They don't care. Don't be in a rush. You don't say I need to be there now. If I Don't go there; I will be in trouble. No, no, no. Listen to the Holy Spirit. You don't need to rush. You pay attention to the voice of the Holy Spirit. What if Paul had owned that chip? He could have said, "I perceive that something bad is going to happen. I check with the Holy Spirit. Please unload the chip. We're gonna stay here for a few months. We are not gonna travel. It is my call." Is that right? He can say that if that chip belongs to him. Thank God for giving us His warning. If we own a car, we can have the control of that car, and when we have the control, we can allow God to control us when we listen to Him. And other people don't always listen to Him. We need to let God control us, and we try to check with Him. Even though we may make some mistake, but always check with him. Other folks don't check with him, and they get into trouble. And they don't pray, they don't seek God. But we gonna check with God. We gonna listen to God all the days of our life, and we gonna perceive something of His warning. Look at Hebrews chapter eleven verse six. But without faith, it is impossible to please and to be. Satisfactory to him, for whoever would not come near God must believe that God exists and He is the rewarder of those who earnestly and diligently seek Him out. We must believe that God exists and respond to Him by our faith. Faith is not an option. We must believe. What does it mean? When the Bible says He is the rewarder of those who earnestly and diligently seek Him, it means this way: God is a good God. You call out to Him, He will answer you. When you ask Him to do something for you, by faith He will do it for you. You call Him to protect you, He will protect you. You seek Him, serve Him. You believe He is the rewarder. One of the reward for His people is. Protection, so that you will not die too soon, so that you will not lose all of your money, so that you will not get into wrong relationship. If you believe that He will reward you and take care of you, He will do that for you. You believe that He will do something for your sake in response to your faith and your request, 
and He will do it for you. Many folks believe in God. They believe that God exists. They cannot deny the existence of God. They believe that He is all-powerful and that He can do anything, but they don't believe that God can reward them and protect them. They don't believe that He is the rewarder of those who seek Him. Therefore, they are not pleasing God because they don't believe that He is the rewarder or the protector of those who diligently seek Him. Now look at how faith works here. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 7. I continue to read from verse 6, now 7. By faith, Noah, being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household, by which he condemned the world, became heir of the righteousness which is according, which is according to faith. What if Noah would have said to God, Rain, God? I don't see rain now. A chip? Are you kidding? Do I need to build a big chip on the mountain like this? This is crazy. I have never heard about flood on earth. The flood over the world. I've never seen it in my life. God, I think you're crazy. What if Noah would have ignored the warning? What if he would have kept putting it off? And say, this is a crazy thing to build a big chip. I have to spend a lot of money. I need to spend a lot of time. Now my goal is to build a chip. And if my neighbor asks me, what is your goal? Oh, build a chip. Are you kidding? Are you crazy? Build a big chip. No rain. Nothing. I have to build a big chip day and night. And my wife and my kids have to help me all day long. Oh, people will think I'm crazy. God's warning changed the plan of Noah's life. His schedule was full of boat building all day long. And anytime people look at him, they laugh at him. This one is crazy. He built a chip on a mountain. But the Bible says a foolish man will not pay attention to God's warning, but a wise man will respond to it. Noah moved because he had faith in God and he believed that God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. He responded to the warning of the Lord. He prepared and got ready in response to the warning and he was saved from the flood. Not only he, the whole household was saved. I want to be that kind of husband. I want to be that kind of father in my household. I want to respond to God so that my wife and my children shall be saved. God saved the king of Israel by warning. God saved Noah by warning. God saved Paul by perception of warning. God saved the Son of God by warning. We must pay attention to his warning. We must take heed to it. It could be a dream. But many times, it, it is a sense, a perception. If you miss it, you need to understand that it is better to check with him again and again until we hear from him. Sometimes stay quiet and listen to God. Sometimes you pray in tongue. All of us are in this learning process together. We make some mistake. We miss God's warning. But from now on, we're going to miss less and less so that we will not make any mistake. Some of us are better in listening to God than others. But we all can grow in this area. We should purpose in our heart. I'm going to listen and to heed God's warning from today on. I will check with Him inside me. I will pay attention to His warning. And God, who is a rewarder of those who believe that He exists and is a rewarder of those who seek Him, will reward you with His divine protection. Amen? And you will not die too soon. You will not lose money unexpectedly or out of mistake. You will not get involved in a wrong relationship. Even though the enemy has planned things to hurt you, to damage you, to rob, to steal, to destroy, to kill you, 
The trap is there, but the Lord will get you out of that trap. Those things will not happen to you. He cannot destroy you because you listen to God's warning, and you are spiritually mature and strong. Your spirit will be sharper, and you can pay attention to God's guidance and warning more and more. We will be spared. We'll be saved from the snare of the enemy because we listen to God's warning. Let us pray, Father God. I believe in you. You are the true and the living God. You are our protector. Please, Lord, help us to be strong in our spirit. Train us. Help us, Lord, to have more faith and to have more sensitivity to the perception, to the sense. A warning of the spirit, Lord. We want to live a long life. We want to run our race and finish our course to the end. Thank you, Lord, for the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord, that the Holy Spirit shows me things to come. Thank you for warning me of the devil's trap and plans. Thank you for warning me and protecting me. And Everything that is under my care, my family, my money, my home, my ministry, help me, O oh Lord, to be sensitive and have the understanding to the way you work with us, Lord. Lord, I don't want to be foolish. I don't want to ignore and override your warning. Help us to be humble, to listen to your Holy Spirit, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, Amen, Amen. If you don't know Jesus Christ, I would like to encourage you to give your life to Jesus. Pray with me right now. Invite Jesus to come into your life. Father in heaven, I accept that I am a sinner. I repent of my sin. Please forgive me of my sin, Lord Jesus. You are my savior. You are the son of the living God. I give my life to you. Come into my life, Lord, right now. To be my God, to be my savior. I will follow you. I will serve you. I will read the Bible. Follow the Holy Spirit, all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Thank you so much. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at two zero six two seven five one zero four two. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. I'm so thirsty.